Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Hoops Joint Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Zen. And of course, uh, here is my co-host, writer extraordinaire, Nicole. Hello, everyone. Alright, joining us today is Heath Lifer and part of the Heat culture since 2011, David. Hi. And finally, also one of our closest friends here in the pod, the ultimate Kawhi fans since he got drafted in 2011, Francis. Hello, what's up guys? Alright, so now that the second round is finally over, uh, let's share our thoughts about what happened during those times. So first, uh, let's talk about Atlanta and Philadelphia. So um, let's start with Nicole. Well, this series, I'd be honest, was very unexpected for me because I thought uh, Philly would have finished Atlanta in six games, tops. I thought it was... Philly at five, but it ended up the opposite of Hawks beat the Sixers in seven games. And it just proves that Trey Young is slowly becoming one of the best point guards in the game. But I like how Trey is, and is blooming into an all-star. I wouldn't say superstar yet, but all-star for sure. And yeah, it just shows how, um, how bad the roster of the Sixers was constructed. Uh, Doc Rivers choking once again, and yeah, it this was a surprising series for me for sure. I'm very happy for Hawks fans, and very sad for Sixers fans, especially after getting that first seed this series. How about you guys? What did you think about this series, Francis and David? Uh, what I think about the series is... I think it, the matchup between the Sixers and the Hawks relied mostly on the execution of the 76ers because on games four, games four and I think uh, games four and game game five they I think they had that game you know uh they had huge leads but they weren't able to close out and I think that's that's a a coaching problem defensively we know that. The Sixers are big, you know. They're big. They're muscular. They're they're very athletic. But the the thing about Atlanta is, they're 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 playing the mental game. You know, uh, they they got into the psyche of Ben Simmons. That's why he missed a lot of free throws. And because of that, he was very tentative in shooting the basketball, especially in crucial minutes. So I think that's the difference maker, and that's why Atlanta went out from the series. For me, uh, uh, I think my major takeaway uh, for that series is that uh, it legitimized Trey Young for me. Actually, I was a bit pissed that he was being compared to Steph Curry because he was really shooting at a low clip from the three-point line, and I thought he was just shot chucker. But you can uh, remember that he in the first round he made uh, New York go home. So, well, New York's a great defensive team, but he still was able to send them home. And then uh, with uh, Philadelphia, um, they have, have uh, Matisse Thybul, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons uh, have the mental toughness to carry your team. Or at least, uh, I mean, uh, set the team to win. So, I guess, I mean, hands down, like, this is one of the most impressive uh, performances during this playoffs. And then uh, I think I wouldn't doubt uh, Trey Young anymore because he's a real killer. So that's it. All right, definitely. I agree with your points uh, that you said there, Francis. One thing that I can say with Trey Young, he fully embraced the villain role that he is in right now. 
since the New York uh, series, he has you know channeled um, the the feelings of the crowd, uh, even though there are boos and um, cursing him uh, while he has the ball. He, he channeled that and made it part of his game and put him into a position which he he showed how he can turn things around even though uh, game seven was on the road so even though he had a poor shooting night against in game seven Kevin Her- Kevin Herter was a huge part of um, that game so um, without him they wouldn't have won that series uh, he actually made a crucial intentional foul against Ben Simmons down the stretch so that put them in a position to win uh, because he missed one free throw if I remember correctly during that time and um, turned things around Uh, it put the Sixers out of rhythm and you know in turn the Hawks won the game so do you have do you have any favorite moments during that game Uh, that run uh, that one run where the Sixers was up 26 points. Uh, the uh, Yeah, the Sixers was up 26 points in the third quarter. And, you know, Atlanta was able to, to suppress that run and eventually run away with the win. So that's a testament on the legitimacy of Ben Simmons as a point guard because the point guard's job is to settle down the game when, when it's getting out of hand. and And... That run by the Sixers, if he was a true point guard, he should have settled down the game. He, he should have slowed, slowed it down, but they were rushing it. And they have that run by the by Atlanta, that cost the Sixers the whole series. How about you? Yeah, that's an interesting point. Based, if, I, if I were to choose, would be how Nate McMillan outcoached Doc Rivers. And it just goes to show how great of a coach Nate is I don't know why Indiana got rid of him, but he certainly proved because Atlanta didn't start out well also in the regular season. But when they fired their coach and hired Nate, um, they went they 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 just found their identity and or their core in such a short time. And here they are in the Eastern Conference where no one even thought they would be right. Like everyone had either the box. Um, Sixers, the Nets, or even the Heat in the Eastern Conference. No one had the Hawks, but here they are. They shocked the world. So that's good for them. And I think um, their coach had something to do with that. How about you, Francis? What was your favorite moment in this series? Yeah, I guess I'm going to go with the obvious choice, which is when John Collins posterized Joel Embiid. And then it looked really bad for Embiid because it was really embarrassing because... I think John Collins got him in some sort of a headlock while he was dunking it. And then after the game, uh, he even wore a shirt, a shirt with that picture uh, printed on it. So I don't know. It, it, there's something about uh, Joel Embiid uh, exiting the playoffs in the worst fashion possible every year, which uh, really sucks because, I mean, Embiid is really good. But damn, that dunk looks so nasty. So that's my favorite moment there. Definitely, that was crazy when he uh, wore that at the post-game 
press conference. I, I was shocked that he was even wearing it. He's like flaunting their uh, series win there. So my favorite moment uh, regarding this series was that crucial steal by Gallinari. He wasn't supposed to be defending but uh, Gallinari took, took advantage by using his speed and he stole the ball while he was turning and then John ah, I mean his name Kevin Herter uh, caught the ball and pushed the ball forward and he caught it and he had a great dunk that technically sealed the game for Atlanta do you have a surprising player that stood out to you uh, with regards to this series of course I think it's Ben Simmons but how about you guys I guess um, one takeaway is that I think Philly should break their roster already. I think the Simmons Embiid pairing has run its course. And I don't know if the Sixers are willing to give that another chance, but clearly they've tried for years and it hasn't been successful. So I guess they should really find a way to make big moves this offseason, whether that's getting Kyle Lowry, Dame. I mean, they have the assets, but... Yeah, the East is only getting competitive and will probably get better next offseason. So, yeah, they should really do something about the Ben Simmons and Embiid pairing. How about you guys? So, of course, it's Ben Simmons. So, uh, my, my, my coach in football uh, used, to, used to tell the team that uh, the measurement of how, the good, how good the team is is based on its weakest player. And Atlanta has exploited uh the weakness of his team which is Ben Simmons shooting and you know even even though that we know that Trey Young is a defensive liability uh Philly wasn't able to exploit him that much because you know I, I don't know their their defensive scheme were able to to hide the, the their weakness uh, unlike unlike uh unlike Ben Simmons so I don't know. I, I think he shot what thirty one percent from the line, uh, worse in playoff history. So I think he he's the you know he's the he's the guy. He's the guy. If you if you have someone to blame, it's Ben Simmons. So I think I think he's the worst player in, on, on that series. So all right. So how about you, Francis? Uh, do you have anything uh, regarding the Atlanta and Philly series? Yeah, sure. Uh, so Ben Simmons have got gotten too much flack uh, recently, but I'm still gonna go with him because uh, throughout the series, I think he only made three field goals uh, for all seven games uh, during the fourth quarter. Uh, that's unacceptable because uh, a player of his caliber uh, should not be uh, doing like uh, doing it. Uh, I mean, producing like that uh, down the stretch because uh, that's not winning basketball. So how can your coach keep you on the floor if you cannot even score? And then uh, you can, as you can see, uh, uh, during Game Seven, there was an open dunk that he passed out of. So I don't know if he's mentally there or he has the confidence to even want to win because that's really costly for them. So uh, I still hope uh, he can salvage his career because uh, I don't think he'll be staying in Philadelphia after this uh, season so i guess uh, that's it all right so yeah i guess the <laughs> the most common denominator in regards to the uh, most disappointing player in this series is uh ben simmons i think 
right now with him being the I mean paid higher than Embiid is really uh, a point to be made because I mean he's not producing as much as his co-star is like at least Tobias Harris is trying in in his end so it's really disappointing that um, with them losing the focus is all on him right now even though I think on a coaching standpoint there is still some fault to be uh, pointed at at Doc Rivers as well because he didn't even try to you know adjust like he's not contributing anyway so why you know make him stay on the floor right uh, rather than playing I, I guess Korkmaz uh, to inject uh, an offensive punch uh, with regards to the lineup uh, during that fourth quarter where uh, they were trailing so it's really surprising I guess he backed them up too much and now it's too late and now um, during that uh, post game uh, press conference uh, with Doc Rivers he, he even said uh, when he was asked if Ben Simmons was a championship uh, caliber point guard he said that he, he wasn't even sure that Ben Simmons is that guy so uh, it's really depressing I, I guess um, let's move on from there uh, now let's talk about the other Eastern Conference second round uh, series which is um, the, Bro- yeah. <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets versus the oh, Milwaukee Bucks. So, uh, you start, you start. Do your victory lap, bro. All right. <laughs> all right. Do your victory, you know, parade. <laughs> I know it's unexpected. Go. Most of the people choose, of course, the, the Brooklyn Nets to win this game, but um, they are lucky, uh, I guess, is, is the right word to put it. So, uh, they're lucky that um, unfortunately Ky- Kyrie injured his ankle and um, James Harden is playing with one leg so they're really lucky to to survive the Brooklyn Nets because Kevin Durant is honestly one of the best scorers ever to grace the hardwood so um, him playing during this series was uh, you know a spiritual experience now um, I would just like to uh, show some love to Drew Holiday, who technically saved the Milwaukee Bucks' season by guarding Durant and making it tough for him to take that last shot that ended up being short, uh, which is actually my favorite moment uh, of this series overall. Uh, Even though, of course, Kevin Durant made some ridiculous shots within that series, like on Game 5, of course, uh, that clinching uh, uh, jumper that he made and of course the overtime forcing jump shot that he made over PJ Tucker as well on game 7 so um, I'm just happy that uh, the box got over the hump and, and they are now in the Eastern Conference Finals so let's hope that they can deliver uh, because standing wise they should have the advantage against the Atlanta Hawks and they have um, home court advantage, advantage as well so this is very exciting as a box fan I'm happy so hopefully they can still you know ride this wave and you know get to the finals at least so yes, uh, no. <laughs> 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 all right so uh, how about you guys uh, let's start with David uh, what are your thoughts with the Nets and box series well I think uh, well I don't, I don't want to to blame anyone so i think it's 
kind of Dantoni's fault because I think he uh, he haven't learned his lesson because you know I- isolation basketball doesn't work uh, in today's NBA. Every player on one's offensive offensive team should touch the ball because you know everyone needs their rhythm, and when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is hogging the ball. You know, the, the other players are just standing there. They they don't have the rhythm to ex uh to execute when 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 it's their chance to perform. So I think that's a bit a glaring issue in in the offense of of Brooklyn, especially when 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 Kyrie went down. You know, that th- that was apparent. And what else? What else about the series? So yeah, the the Bucks, even though they from from spots they have their shooting woes. You know. But the, the the addition of PJ Tucker was integral on winning the series because they have a Kevin Durant stopper and having that guy to stop the best team on the opposing team is I think the the, the most important thing you know I just like uh when when I had the hope last season when the Heat faced with the Lakers you know because I think back then you know they had Jimmy Butler the guy who could who could guard LeBron. So if you have that guy, you have you have someone to to stop the best player of the other team. You have a chance of winning. And and with with some tough some some breaks from the box, they were able to get out from the semifinals. So congratulations, then. All right. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you, man. So uh, how about you, Nicole? Uh, let's let's uh, hear your thoughts about that series. Yeah, I think you both explained it quite well. Uh, David, sorry, I just like to backfire on the okay. Kevin Durant stopper. I don't think anyone can stop Kevin Durant. Honestly, he's so good. He can make the argument. I mean, I love LeBron James, but he can make the argument that he's the best basketball player in the world right now. His jump shot is unguardable, but PJ Tucker did a good job on him. And there's only so much you can do against Kevin Durant. So. Mm-hmm. I think, right. yeah, I think he did a good job containing him, but not necessarily stopping him because I really don't think Kevin Durant can be stopped. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we were robbed of a good potential series because of the injuries. But then again, injuries have been part of the game for the past couple of years. And, yeah, I'm happy for Bucks fans because the Bucks throughout the season, they they really worked for this. They took the harder route which was the this kind of bracket the heat the brooklyn nets and now the hawks bracket um other teams like him the clippers just kidding <laughs> would dodge that but um shots so... <laughs> hey 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 just kidding i can't talk my team is eliminated so but the box did that and yeah i'm really happy for them they respected the process they trusted it and there goes Giannis on his way to his second Eastern Conference Finals at the age of 27. Jordan got his at 28. LeBron got his at 28. Giannis is what? 26, 27? 26, 26. 26, sorry. Um, let me correct that. Giannis is going to his, his uh, second Eastern Conference at the age of 26. Jordan, LeBron got there at the age of 27. So that's a really good, good um, stint for his only developing career i still think it's he's only he's getting better so that's a good sign and yeah the hawks box 
series should be a fun one, even if I think the Bucks have the edge. But I said that about the Sixers Hawks too, so it's gonna be fun. How about you, Francis? What are your thoughts? Well, uh, coming into the series, uh, I was actually hoping that Drew Holiday would make things hard for Kyrie Irving before he got injured. So I was hoping he could lock him up uh, for at least one game, but we didn't see that happen. So, I mean, even before the series began, I thought that the Bucks is a great matchup uh, for Brooklyn because GA could, I think, match up at least with Kevin Durant's uh, length. And then uh, Drew Holiday would be a good ma- matchup for Kyrie Irving or Harden. And then we also have uh, Middleton there, who's also a decent defender. So I was quite shocked that Brooklyn dominated the first two games against Milwaukee because I was actually expecting Milwaukee to get those early games. And then uh, with regards to Giannis, I really want him to succeed uh, this year because uh, he's been due for that because he's been the MVP for the past two years. Uh, He needs to take the next leap already. So what I can take away from the series here is I hope that Giannis would at least force himself to defend the other team's best player because it was really an eyesore when I saw him defending Jeff Green, Harris, when he should be defending Durant. Because, I mean, most alphas here in the NBA, like Kobe, usually they take on the team's best player on defense as well. So I would want to see more of that. And uh, I don't want to hear Giannis uh, talking about that. But that's coach uh, coach's game plan. So... Basically, uh, I didn't get the defensive matchups that I was uh, looking for. But uh, it was a great series because we saw Durant score 49 points one game. And then we also saw Giannis uh, step up on Game 7 with his 40 points. And then Durant with another great performance on Game 7 as well. And also that uh, crazy game-tying two-pointer, which almost became a three-pointer that would have sent the box home. So... Uh, still went out to become a great series despite all the injuries uh, marrying the Brooklyn Nets. So I guess that's all for... Alright, I agree with definitely with what you said, uh, Francis. I think I would have wanted to see Giannis guard the best player uh, against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, but the problem is he, he always follows his uh, coach, you know, wholeheartedly. I, mean, he I think he's still learning how yeah. to be a, a winner. You know, he, he does he still doesn't know how to dominate. You know, like there was one comment when Kevin Durant uh, was doing his thing, you know. He he was commending him and I think that's not a good sign if you're if you're if you're a competitor, you know. I think it's different now. I guess um, my opinion with with that uh comment is that uh Giannis has always been humble uh, throughout his career. Uh he never I mean when he trash trash talks, I guess he does it on the court rather than publicly. I think the most trash talk that he he did publicly uh, was when he didn't pick Harden when he was the captain of the. No, when he crowned himself as no, the king. That, that was that was in the court, but not not publicly like on an interview, right? Okay, so anyway. Well, LeBron was... did that too. So yeah, LeBron crowned himself. Yeah. Uh, moving past that, but uh, I, I think the the only <laughs> thing the, the only thing that worked out, the only thing that worked out in Giannis's favor with regards to not guarding Durant. Uh, all throughout the game was at least he had some juice left uh, at the overtime period during that game seven because um, defensively the Bucks as a team 
defended them very very well on that overtime period like after that Bruce Brown bucket they didn't let anyone get you know get to the paint after what that huge block by Lopez against Durant Durant settled for two jump shots at the end of the the overtime right so I think it worked in his favor for now but I think eventually he will learn that because as as a fan of the box and Giannis for the past few years since the Jason Kidd era I've seen him develop into a decent defender but I think he's at his best as a help defender kind of like Rudy Gobert you know I yes, mean, uh, in the advanced stats metric, he was a darling as well. Uh, in w- when he got that defensive player of the year, <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so I- I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's still not his his uh, you know part of yeah. his repertoire. Then, so, do you think he needs a better coach slash mentor, like someone that can really push him in that way? Because I-, I don't think Bud is gonna push I mean, him Bud, like Bud, Bud will not even making him play the whole game Bud will Bud. always have his uh, you know dis- discrepancies yeah. and everything else but I think right now I think with the success that they're having at least Bud is actually learning on the fly uh, making that adjustment yeah. so it's good that we've seen some adjustments for the past two uh, series this year so I mean the former Bud uh, who coached the Hawks in uh, the first two years with the Bucks wouldn't do that. Like right now, I think he understands that uh, making, make, trusting his uh, core players more down the stretch rather than you know forcing bench players to get minutes translated into their favor because although they are not that tired compared to Brooklyn with KD and Harden like playing the whole game, it also played a factor uh, with regards to their conditioning they, they were at least decently rested compared to the other stars that, uh, left in Brooklyn I guess right now uh, we, we could only hope that Giannis can still be good offensively because in the next series at least Collins and Capella will be guarding him so we'll see how it goes I think right now uh, I'm just happy I'm just happy that they got past the second round uh, that's that's all that matters to me I, 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 I I just I'm just happy that they shut up the people that that are hating on him. So um, I'm really happy box organization. So I think still think the Hawks can you know win a game, at least a game or two, depending on the shooting that they have. I think uh, Bogdanovich is still ailing with his knee injury and losing DeAndre Hunter um, missing this series is is key for them as well because I think he would have been a perfect defender for Middleton uh, because he has his size and length that can you know uh, disturb his shooting touch I just wish that there wouldn't be Eric Bledsoe flashbacks with Drew Holiday in the next series because he was horrible but he came he came in clutch uh, in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter making those two threes down the stretch was huge even though he was struggling on the field so I think that's a good sign. At least um, he can, you know, ride that um, wave. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I guess we can move forward now to the West. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just have one point to make. I think, yeah, I think I agree with Nico with what she said that, yeah, Bud is not a good mentor for Giannis. I think uh, Bud is like Doug Collins to Michael Jordan. I think 
uh, yeah, Yanis needs that uh, Phil Jackson type of coach who will who will guide him, who will who will give him his rings. You know, how, how old are you again? How do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> I watch, you know, I watch Well, he's not wrong, Zen. Yeah, I'm but not. I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like. Uh, based on his age and, and how I know him, he's like too young to know this stuff. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like you watched the Netflix series, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why I know him. So. <laughs> Very good memory. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't disagree with that comment uh, with regards to Bud because you know Bud is still his track record isn't. It's, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Yeah. yeah. So I I just wish that they would get to the finals. That's all. That's all I want. And then they can hire Rick Carlisle the following year. You know? uh, right? yeah. <laughs> no, they should win. They should win this year because this is their their best shot. Get. I'm not. I'm not saying that to yeah, yeah, yeah. the box, huh? Because next year is gonna be more competitive obviously and you don't know where Dame's going or where Simon is Simmons is gonna go or Zach Levine even so I feel they should make the most out of this year because it's wide open but there, are no, there are no guards there, there's no LeBron in the east there's no there's no Hawaii So anyway, um, let's move forward to the Western Conference with the Phoenix Suns versus the Denver Nuggets which got swept unfortunately uh, by the Phoenix Suns. I think right now CP3 and De- Devin Booker are on a roll. Like uh, I think they won 7 straight uh, up until the end of that series. And unfortunately, uh, the MVP also got eliminated in the second round just like last year. So uh, tough stuff, Rick, uh, with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I think losing Jamal Murray is definitely uh, a hurdle that they couldn't overcome. So, what do you think, guys? Uh, do you have anything to add regards regarding that series? Yeah, I can add something quick. Um, for that series, I kind of knew that the Suns were gonna win that because uh, Austin Rivers and Faku uh, couldn't wouldn't stop Booker and CP3. That alone is an indicator, and you saw that in the games. The Nuggets didn't have an answer for the Suns' pain PR action, right? They, they just couldn't solve it in four games. And the Suns did a good job of tiring Jokic out. And Jokic was just burned out after, like, during the fourth quarter. He just couldn't anymore. There's only so much he can do. So, yeah, um, the Nuggets' struggles were evident. It was also a short offseason for them. Losing Jamal was tragic. And Aaron Gordon struggled a lot. So it was just a bad series for Gordon. And yeah, it's just it it was predictable for me. I had Suns winning it in five, but the sweep was good for them. What about you guys? What do you think, David? What do you think? They, their main problem is that they lost Jamal Murray. You know, they, they don't have yeah, Facundo cannot cannot defend CP3 and or maybe even Devin Booker. So yeah, that's a big problem for them. And I think the Suns is playing on a ridiculous pace. You know, they're they're too fast. And I think Jokic Jokic looks tired throughout the series because on how fast the the Suns play o- offensively they don't have they, they were outgunned basically they they don't have the shooters that they need they don't have the cutters that they need to, to make them even uh, competitive so i think they they deserve the sweep 
Yeah, they were outmatched by the Suns. So. Wow, I I I disagree that they deserve the sweep. I I guess I wanted the game at least um, for the Denver to win because uh, Jokic is still MVP, and I guess uh, Aaron Gordon is really not a playoff guy. I, I yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I thought he would he would at least overpower Jake Crowder at least, you know. Yeah. But, uh, Jay is really a tough guy uh, since his his former days um, with with the heat and all so um kudos to the phoenix suns for sweeping the the denver nuggets how about you uh francis anything to add oh well i guess uh one of the most uh glaring uh issues there as well is that uh denver has lost its uh defensive identity when they lost uh tory craig and also uh what's his name again jeremy grant uh when he because he was traded or i mean signed with the pistons yeah he signed but anyway Sign with the Pistons, yeah. So uh, I mean that's a big factor because uh, those guys could uh, defend the perimeter well and also make it tough uh, uh, in the paint. So I don't know like how Denver could have kept up with the Suns' uh, relentless offense. So, but uh, at least uh, I agree with you saying that uh, they should have at least have gotten one game because uh, Jokic is still the MVP and I still have nightmares to. Watch. What he did to the Clippers last year, so I did not expect the sweep actually. So I guess better luck next year when uh, Murray becomes healthy. Yeah, definitely. And I guess uh, I think the the best moment of that series was the Phoenix and Four guy that got viral <laughs> during the third <laughs> game, right? Like that was that was a crazy video that got gotten. That's very crazy. You know, yeah. they're violent. Uh, and if you check the internet now, I guess there was a TikTok video regarding the guy who got punched in the face defending himself. Um, but it was long and you can't, you couldn't understand what he's saying. I mean, he's not that, you know, he doesn't speak yeah. clearly. So anyway, so uh, let's move on to the next series. Uh, Utah and LA Clippers. So uh, what, what a great series. Uh, I, I, I actually called it uh, uh, Clippers in six, if you remember correctly, Nicole. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I know you made it well known. You messy. <laughs> anyway, so uh, let since we have the number one Kawhi fan here with us right yeah, now, let's start with him with his too. thoughts about that series. Uh, let's and Kawhi's injury as well. What do you feel? Yeah. What do you feel about like what's happening? Do you think it's a serious injury or they're just holding him out for a while? Uh well, still uh really really sketchy to me because uh I'm really frustrated with the lack of news about uh, Kawhi's injury and uh the Clippers being really really uh silent about it. Uh so I mean there was a Kawhi sighting after their uh games 6 win uh in LA after uh, Terrence Mann scored 39 points, uh, he was there in the locker room clapping. And then uh, earlier today, uh, during the game one with Phoenix, uh, Kawhi showed up in the Staples Center with the fans that are watching the game uh, in Phoenix. So I'm really not sure right now what the status is because, I mean, you know, with Kawhi, uh, he's not on social media, he's not a very vocal guy, and he's really. Uh, Secretive with his, I mean, with all of his uh, dealings. So I hope we can get a clear update update about it because uh, it's really frustrating for like us fans not knowing uh, what his status is. Yeah, definitely losing Kawhi is still a huge blow to the Clippers. I mean, they they overcame that deficit uh, on that game six, which was 
a, such a great game, the Terrence Man game, as they dub it. So, um, how about you, David? What are your thoughts about the series? Uh, well, Do- Donovan Mitchell was hurt on that series, so uh, that's that's one thing that that the 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 Utah Jazz lost. You know, they they don't have an athletic de- defender to to guard its wings because their their players are shooters, but they aren't actually very physical so they cannot they cannot match up with the physicality of of the clippers because joe ingles joe ingles is slow he's slow he's a, he's a good shooter but he's he's very slow he, he doesn't have the lateral to to keep up with terence man or paul george so i think th- those are the defensive holes that that utah has and rudy gober he was he, he, he was he was exploited that uh, that series, you know, he was the he was so called, you know, he was the defensive player of the year. But uh, the irony is there, you know, he he, he was mm-hmm. the one appointed defensively. How how Terence Mann, you know, how, <laughs> how he dunked over him repeatedly. Repeatedly, <laughs> there was a lot of nasty plays against against Rudy. But he he had he had one great stop, you know, in game one. That that that. That that was at least commendable. How about you, Nicole? What are your yeah. thoughts about the series? Yeah, I think the Jazz didn't have an answer for the small ball lineup of the Clippers, which they adjusted to, I think, late game two or game three, I believe. So the Utah Jazz, they're a good regular season team. They're a juggernaut regular season team, don't get me wrong. But when it comes to the playoffs, it's their system. They don't have a backup or an answer for small ball. Like... When Rudy Gobert gets played off the court, they don't have an answer for that. They don't have anyone they can sub in or someone that they can change their system. So I think it was a roster problem. And it's it's bummed out also for a Utah Jazz fan because Mike Conley didn't play. Mike Conley, who, by the way, was big for them in the regular season, he made it to the All-Star game. And Donovan was hurt too. So that sucked for them. But ultimately... Credit must be given to the Clippers. I hate saying this. I don't like the Clippers. <laughs> I'm supposed to hate them, but it's hoops. We gotta be objective. So, um, I know it's paining me so much. Conference finals hurts, but good for them. Um, I've been watching the Clippers all season. I just don't like telling anyone, but I think they were the biggest threat to the Lakers, at least in the West. A healthy Lakers, by the way. They, they, the way they treated this regular season was better compared to last year. Uh, Kawhi played back-to-back games. Paul Three. George really came, really had his revenge tour, and is currently still having his revenge tour. Although I'm very concerned about his minutes now, but that's another that's another topic. Uh, they're a deep team. To me, they're the deepest team in the league. And yeah, the Kawhi injury is just a bummer. I wish that in Ibaka. That's the thing. Like I just like to allude to what Francis said. They're keeping the fans in the dark, which is scary because Ibaka's situation was like that too during the regular season. They were saying that, oh, he's just day-to-day or uh, he's just like questionable. He can be back in two weeks but look what happened we barely saw Ibaka I think I only saw Ibaka in the Mavericks series right and mm-hmm. he wasn't he for wasn't, a while yeah he wasn't super effective then so I don't know the Kawhi Leonard situation is very worrying if I were a 
Clipper fan, I'd be very worried right now. But yeah, let's see. Hopefully, it's nothing too bad. But it's the ACL, eh? so what do you guys think? Do you think it's a tore ACL or an ACL? Well, I can firsthand tell you that I'm really worried about it. Yeah, for sure. Well, well, technically, uh, the ACL sprain is already uh, a tear, like a minuscule tear, mm-hmm. tear already, right? Do uh, you think this is something that will keep, like, based on because, the knowledge? Because if I keep him out until next year, that's so sad. Because what I've read, um, if if for example, it's a grade two sprain for for the ACL. Uh, I've, is it uh, wait, I think over. I think if it will require surgery, uh, it ne- uh, the soreness needs to subside first before he gets it. Um, there was a video circulating on Twitter that I saw that he was he was he wasn't walking gingerly or anything. He wasn't even on yeah. a cast, but he looked but okay. Then, uh, but it's still not like uh, evident enough uh, to say that he's yeah. not injured. But uh, exactly. I think uh, the best the best case scenario for Kawhi, um, based on. Uh, the medical experts uh, opinion that I've read uh, on the internet uh, mm-hmm. sports I think David Chow uh, if I remember correctly his yeah, name. yeah. And I think he, he he mentioned that two weeks is the best best case scenario for him before he returns so if if the soreness subsides by then maybe he could play at least game five or game six uh, if it goes that route uh, with the Suns Honestly, in my opinion, I think if the Clippers re- reach the finals, I think he will be available. If, if, if it's not there. So anyway, uh, I um, my thoughts with the, the Clippers and Utah series. I think we should give Ty Lu his credit because his yeah. adjustments were phenomenal. Like he's the first coach, and the fir- um, and the Clippers were the first team to to overcome a zero two deficit twice in a single postseason run so uh it's very impressive uh like i really thought they were done in the mav series until that Kawhi game but now that they won four straight against utah i think they have a chance as long as they remain healthy i heard earlier that morris might be injured but i don't have a clear info about it so i hopefully he'll he'll return but if he's not, that will be a big blow to them again as well. So uh, I think they have people that will step up like Terrence Mann, Pat Bev. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the uh, playing small would be key. Probably playing um, the Marcus Spot minutes over Zubac would be better rather than playing Zubac. But that's just my opinion. It's going to be tough because that uh, game one against Phoenix, they should have won that game. So uh, we'll see. I think Nicole, you want to talk about something before we end this pod? Yeah. Um. I guess predictions first before we go to the quote-unquote bonus question. So let's do super quick predictions now that the um East and Western Conference finals are set. So for East first, Bucks or Hawks? What do you guys think? I'll um, start. I uh, wait, wait. Let, let me go first on that. I refuse to give my. Prediction. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, man. <laughs> go, right, uh, uh, you, you guys go ahead. But anyway, I refuse to give my uh, prediction on that. I, I don't want to jinx anything. You, you don't want to predict? No. I got box and six. What about you, David and Francis? Yeah, I agree with you. I got box and six too. Same. Box and six. Okay, box. for the West, Francis, sorry, I really don't like the Clifford story. It's, it's all right. I, I, I like discuss it first. 
Like why? Why do you think? Why, why do you think that? Why eat box and six, David? Don't uh, worry, Zen is Zen can hear. He's all yeah, here. Yeah, I'm here. You can, you guys can discuss. I'm I'm here. It depends on how the Hawks execute their offense. Like if they could outshoot the Bucks, they have they could they could stretch the series even further. But you know, knowing knowing how how good the the defense of Milwaukee is. And how how they could outshoot at uh, Atlanta? They 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 have the guys to to do that as well. So that's why I think Atlanta will go out in in six games. So six games. All what right. about you, Fran? Well, initially I had the Bucks in five, but uh, based from what I saw from the Hawks uh, earlier today, I guess I'm going with your predictions, uh, which is uh, six. So imagine like uh, if Trey Young uh, manages to upset the box, he's gonna get two coaches fired this postseason. <laughs> so that's gonna be I mean that's an interesting thought. Yeah, coach Rick too. Trey Young, coach killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine that. But uh, I mean, I still think uh, the box have uh, the advantage here because uh, obviously they're longer and stronger. So yeah. they have also the defensive personnel like uh, Drew, GA, and also Middleton, and then Tucker. So I hope uh, the Hawks won't outshoot them because, uh, I mean, if they couldn't stop uh, Trey Young, it would be a problem for them because that would get uh, Atlanta's uh, offense flowing. So once that happens, uh, we've seen it uh, with Philadelphia. It's really uh, tough to, start, to stop. So... I guess uh, the key there would be to like stop Trey Young uh, at the onset and then just continue to dominate in the paint and then shoot some threes because uh, the Bucks can also shoot threes. And I want to see Giannis impose his will more in this series. Especially, uh, I mean, I don't think the Hawks have a ma- matchup with, for Giannis. Yeah. Do, do you think they'd do, they would use the same ploy against Giannis? Do, do you think they they'd have they have Yanis the, the same the same way they have Ben Simmons? Dep- depends Ooh. depends if the, they they are trailing. Okay. But well, Yanis isn't as bad as Ben Simmons. In fairness to Yanis, I think he made his last six free throws versus the Nets in Game Seven, so he's way better than Simmons. He's yeah. more reliable than Simmons. Yeah, like a three <laughs> percent. <laughs> Okay. No, no, I, I think Jan is shooting fifty percent from the free throw line, right? Yeah. No, I, think I think it's lower than that. I think it's 40, yeah, I think it's 40. around thirty-five. Thirty-five. Right? Oh, no, yeah. no, I don't think it's like thirty-five. I think it's forty. Really? 40, 45, not thirty. Yeah, around that yeah. range. Around it's that range, but 50. not fifty. Looking at their free throw free throw percentage, Shaq looks like a, a better, I know, a good free throw shooter, right? <laughs> anyway, so uh, even though I'm not I'm not um, making my predictions uh, about the series, uh, I would just like to share the keys that uh, I think the Bucks should you know take advantage of. Uh, yeah, um, as Francis said earlier, I think Giannis should impose his will against the Hawks because I mean, besides uh, Clint Clint Capella, I think who could guard him? Yeah, I'm uh, besides Clint Capella, who could guard him? So it really depends if he uh, takes advantage of his athleticism uh, on the paint. Second key would be uh, put Drew Holiday on a groove. I think 
this is the right time for it because he has the size advantage against Trey Young. Uh, I think because the Sixers didn't do that enough, maybe the Bucks should, you know, do that <laughs> and not uh, imitate what the Sixers did against the Hawks. So um, right now, I think the drop coverage would be tested again. So we'll see how it goes. So for the West, let's move on to the West. So we have the Suns versus the Clippers. Obviously, pending Kawhi's uh, injury. I think the Suns, well, I'm declaring it because it's a Laker fan. I think the Suns win in seven, even without Kawhi. Because I think this Clipper team is... So resilient, so tough, and Ty, like what Zen said a while ago, or what you all alluded to a while ago, Tyler is such an impressive coach. But at the end of the day, your health is the best availability, right? There's a saying. So the Suns by far have been the healthy. Well, not on Moda. Don't get mad at me, Suns fans, for jinxing jinxing this if ever. But the Suns have been the healthiest team, at least before CB got COVID and hurt his shoulder. They've been the healthiest team all season. And yeah, their chemistry is just top-notch. And they're on a roll. Rest is on their side as well. So I think they take the series. What about you guys? What do you think? Uh, I'm going with the Clippers in six if Kawhi is healthy. I think with him but just... If but if he's not, I think Suns in five. Uh, I what? don't think I, yeah. don't give Paul George a chance no I'm not giving Paul George a chance especially with what happened earlier uh, today um, with regards they to game well, they yeah, played I well played. but they, they I mean that 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 short run uh, at the end of uh, the fourth quarter they were they were close but it wasn't enough if for example these they should just focus on stopping Devin Booker and let the others uh, you know, shoot because for me, yeah. in my opinion, let them do their, let them do their damage. If they make the shots, then so be it. But they have to focus on stopping Devin Booker because if he gets his way, he passes the energy to everyone else. Like right, mm-hmm. like what happened uh, earlier today. Uh, I, I I only I only watched the fourth quarter, but I checked the highlights. What I what I saw is Booker took advantage uh, on the mid-range a lot of times and it was it was it was Kobe-esque per se even though I hate comparing him to Kobe because he's young yeah it's just frustrating but I mean you gotta get you gotta, you gotta give the kid uh, the credit he's 40 point triple yeah, double 40 point triple double yeah. that was special so Kobe for sure so we'll 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 see how um the clippers adjust i think if they must steal game 2 uh, especially if chris paul is still not available that time uh if if they lose that game i don't think they'll last they'll win they'll, i think the clippers will only win one game but if they win that game 2 uh, I think they have a chance, but maybe ask me again after that game too. But right now, I'm not seeing any possibility of them going past uh, the Suns, especially with Kawhi's Kawhi's health and Morris's health as well. Um, I I still have no idea. Uh, yeah. Regarding that, I'll check now. Yeah. I'll check now. How about you, Francis? What do you What do you feel? Well, I think uh, Kawhi's not going back uh, for this series. Yeah, I mean, as a Kawhi fan, 
And then, uh, I mean, it's an ACL injury that they're suspecting. So, I mean, that doesn't heal that fast. And I doubt that he'll be 100% even if they make the finals. So, but, uh, I mean, I'm still very optimistic about this team because I think ever since uh, Kawhi went down, I think this team has found their identity. I mean, that's ironic, but uh, a lot of players stepped up and then a lot of players gained confidence. So, I guess I'm taking them in uh, six. And uh, I think Paul George will continue his uh, good performances for the rest of the the series because uh, during their uh, season series, Paul George uh, played well in all three. And uh, the Clippers has managed to win two games uh, out of three with the Suns. And then earlier, we also saw that uh, they almost beat them because uh, I think it was uh, when it was like around 20 seconds left, uh, they cut down the lead too. So, I mean, even if we lost uh, game one, uh, that's still a positive sign going into game two and then uh they've proven that they can win on the road especially during the dallas series and also the utah series and it and like what uh nicole said uh they're very resilient now which is very surprising for me even uh as a clipper fan because last year we were like uh getting uh insults uh left and right and then we were labeled as chokers so this is such a breath of fresh air and uh i just like to be more optimistic with the team uh even without Kawhi. i think it's very hard to to count the clippers out because on the first round you know a, a lot of a lot of uh the, the media was already counting them out against the when they went down 2-0 against the mavericks and and it's the same and it's the same when when they went in the when when they went in the second round against the against utah so I think even though I I I do not like the Clippers too. I do not like that. The, I do not like Clippers because of Tyloo. But <laughs> I don't like Tyloo. I don't like Tyloo. So <laughs> what? You hate him as such a good goal. That's a, that's a yeah. weird. Never lost a game seven. As long as as long as the Clippers don't reach the seventh game, I think the Suns have a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a very close series, I think, because the 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 Suns is, is very hot 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 right now. But but the Clippers team is a more experienced team. You know, they've they've shared a heartbreak together, and they're older. They they they, they have more experience. They have Rondo. They have Cousins. They have who else? They, they have they they have Paul George. You know, all all. All of those, all of those players are well experienced. So, on on the other side, the Suns, uh, who are who are their veterans? Only Chris Paul and, and Jay Crowder, right? So I think it's a young. Tori Craig. Tori Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tori Craig. Oh, Williams is a good coach as well. I would rank him one of the top five playoff coaches. I like Monty Williams as a coach. Yeah, that that team it uh, has little holes in it, but. But but because of the experience of of the Clippers alone, I think I think they would go out in the series. I, I think it it would reach game seven as well. So David has them wait, who do you have winning at seven? The Clippers? Yeah. Okay, so David has Clippers in seven. Um Francis has Clippers in six, right? Zen has Clippers. Sun. 
Wow, that's bold. And I got Suns in six. Uh, meanwhile, for the East, Zen, a very loyal fan, doesn't want to jinx anything. So David, uh, Francis, and I have Bucks in six. All right, so um, let's, I think, talk about the last topic uh, that you have for us, Nicole. Um, you sh- I guess you should start and then we can wrap this yeah. up. So obviously, um, the playoffs this year has been arguably the most open in the past couple of years. And while no one predicted all these injuries would sadly happen, don't get me wrong, we're not here to celebrate any injuries. It has definitely amplified the competition in the playoffs. So the question here is, do you guys like the fact that the playoffs have been competitive so far despite the injuries? I mean, we don't hope for injuries. We hate injuries here. But the competition's there, right? The window's open. So what are you? What do you guys think about that? Do you like that it's more competitive now all right so uh, i guess i what what i'm seeing right now is good for the league uh, because all all these years we've always seen um i guess uh steph curry or lebron james in the finals you know Uh, right now this is i mean i think it's unprecedented that um the last the early um the last championship won by the final four teams it's 1973, I think, with the Bucks uh, in when uh, Abdul Jabbar was still there, uh, and next is 1958 with the St. Louis Hawks. So, um, and the Clippers and Suns, of course, never has never won a championship yet. But it's it's a different era. I think this is starting. Uh, so it's nice to see the young players show what they're made of i think now it's time to pass the torch to those guys um that that will be the faces of the league uh in the years to come like devin booker donovan mitchell um luca trey um and hopefully zion um, when he gets to the playoffs so uh, this is a, a time to be uh, you know excited excited for new talent and of course um with the upcoming uh draft class uh, this year um teams will be um, younger and more athletic I think uh, with uh, Cade Cunningham is, is a special guy I think he would be at least uh, you know better than Ben Simmons Ben Simmons shooting wise so <laughs> so um, it's an exciting time I uh, this particular postseason is for the small markets since the LA Clippers because of course LA uh, Clippers is in LA but Regardless, I think this is the time for them to shine. Um, regardless of who wins, Atlanta, uh, Phoenix, or Milwaukee, or Clippers, th- this will be a great end to a weird season, shortened season that has been hampered with injuries. And of course, without those injuries, we didn't ha- we wouldn't see uh, spectacular uh, performances from Dame and. Uh, KD and I mean Terrence Mann and uh, uh, who else um, uh, Giannis of course g- getting a 40 point game um, Chris Middleton and uh, I guess this is time for people who who didn't have the spotlight on them to you know show what they got like Bruce Brown also got his fair share of 
the spotlight when uh, when the Nets were struggling to make you know shots and it's 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 great to see uh, other players you know show what they got. But of course, uh, next year the players that were eliminated will be back with a vengeance, like LeBron, Steph, Clay, uh, and KD, of course. So. Um, it's AD, exciting. Oh, AD, of course. Uh, but yeah, anyway. So let, let, let's let's just enjoy uh, what we got. Even though I think uh, David pointed out um, in private earlier that uh, uh, the viewership will, you know, uh, will predictably mm, <laughs> go down according to that's his. A, that's a his, nice yeah. topic for another pod. Yeah, no, so, we'll talk about uh, yeah I, I guess uh, let's, let's uh, I just want to enjoy this because of course my box have a chance to make the finals. Anyway. Yes, Alright. How about you David and Francis? Um, what are your thoughts on the open widened playoffs it is now? Alright. So uh, I'm not quite sure if like the playoffs right now are more competitive because uh, yeah. we've been robbed of such great matchups like the De- I mean the Denver Nuggets struggled without Jamal Murray That's and then yeah. uh, the Brooklyn Nets is one of the major examples there. Uh, I mean Harden barely played and then Kyrie Irving got injured while he, while he was playing great uh, the first two games. I mean uh, when was when did he get injured uh, game 4 or 3? One yeah. Harden? No 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 uh, Kyrie. Uh, game 3. And then and uh the Boston Celtics also didn't have Jalen Brown. So, I mean, the competitiveness that we're seeing right now are like star players uh, trying to keep their teams alive. So, yeah. as you can see, like uh, Durant, uh, I mean, carried the Nets in such a spectacular fashion. Like, uh, it's a performance for the ages. I think uh, the 49-point uh, performance from him is, could be the greatest playoff performance ever. And then uh, we also saw a 50-point outing from Jason Tate, uh, if I, I remember correctly. And then for the Lakers, Anthony Davis was actually playing really good for the first two games. And then, uh, I mean, I doubt the Suns would have made it to the second round if they were healthy. I didn't want the Lakers to, uh, even though I'm a Clifford fan, I didn't want them to lose in the first round because I still need that Kawhi LeBron matchup. It it doesn't matter if we lose or if we win. Uh, I just want to get that matchup before yeah. LeBron retires. So yeah, yeah we've been robbed so of that. Well. Exactly, because uh, I mean we don't know how long LeBron would be there. So I just hope they get healthy next year. Uh, also with Davis. Because uh, we need to see that matchup. Because I don't want to be denied that. Because uh, we got denied of LeBron and Kobe back then in 2009 and 2010. Yeah. So we still need that. Because uh, I mean, when LeBron and Kawhi uh, fought each other in the playoffs, I mean, that was like baby Kawhi. That's not the right. Kawhi now. So basically, uh, I'm 50 50 on this. Uh, but Kawhi stays in the Clippers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, I mean, I still agree with uh, Zen's point that uh, at least uh, other stars were given uh, the chance to shine, like uh, Trey Young. And actually, uh, the Phoenix Suns, uh, they're actually playing really well now. 
and then uh, Devin Booker. I was really wrong about him because I thought that he wasn't going to play up to his standard against the Clippers because apparently, uh, I mean, we had uh, people who can defend him there because uh, I thought that uh, the Phoenix Suns had it easy against the Lakers because uh, the Lakers were hobbled in the first round and then they really didn't have anyone to match with uh, Devin Booker and same with goes with the Nuggets. So, but uh, apparently I was proven wrong because that 40-point triple-double was really great. So, I guess uh, I'm still torn about it. If it's better right now, uh, despite the injuries, or would it if it would have been better without the injuries? Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. How about you, David? What do you feel about the competition in the playoffs right now? Yeah, I agree with Francis that it's it... Always have been competitive, but I think the main problem is the the, the league has always been competitive. But I think the cul- the the culprit here is how the league keeps on changing its rules to ramp up the pace. That's why the players are getting injured. You know, uh, because of this, because of the pace, because of because of how the how fast the game is being played right now. Yeah, yeah, we see more triple doubles. Scoring records have been broken. Other records have been broken, but it's taking a toll on the players' health. You know that's why LeBron is out, Jamal Murray is out, Kawhi is out. You know th- these key players on 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 their respective teams. You know th- they are out because of their injuries, because of how how the game is played right now. So that's my take on it. That's why the the playoffs is wide open. Open right now, it's because of the injuries and how the how the game is played. Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> Taking at all on the health of the players. Yeah. So it, it has been decades. The the hand checking rule was ruled out. The the how how traveling is called. You know, before you one step away from the basket, two steps away from the basket is called the traveling. Now. Now you can do a lot of stuff, you know. So, yeah. Some of, right? So right. Th- those kinds of things, the the, the refereeing of, right. of the game is, is changing how 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 the players play the game. So I I think I think that's a that's a big problem because you know it it shows on on the health of the players because the game is right. the the game's played so fast right now. Exactly. That that makes a lot of sense. You have a point there. And I'd like to add the speed of the game as well. It's just way faster right now. Um, players like to attack, go for it. We're in a three-point era of the NBA right now. Do you guys agree? And mm-hmm. with that comes a lot of off-ball movements. The defense is way... Uh, the defense also focuses on the off-ball things. Mm-hmm. And schemes are way different this time, right? So it is it is um, detrimental to the player's health, especially big man. I'd argue since the speed is very, it's right. way faster now, right? That's why you you're not meant to to run exactly. <laughs> I mean, we are athletes, but I get your point there. They have to, especially those with um, chronic injuries like Kawhi's knees. Mm-hmm. He has to manage that so it just sucks so much but i guess that's how the game evolves 
who knows 15 years from now it could be different pa. it's just unfortunate this is the era right now but hopefully like years from now it's safer for the athletes health that's that's my take on that before okay. we go i think i'm just going to add a little bit of uh a little more um on that end uh because another factor of of uh the cause of injuries is because of the content condensed schedule uh right yeah so right. Um, so, so I, i mean yeah. um there, there there are weeks where uh half of the teams would play like four games in in six days so that's like i mean only and that will only be a day apart so so that that takes a toll because um rest is also important um with regards to schedule uh i think it will be fixed once uh the uh, the upcoming season starts on october this year uh, october 19 if i'm not mistaken right nico yes october right. 19 so, Philippines. Um, yeah. that's that's also a factor there but of course they all agreed on that uh, the nbpa chris paul and of course his great friend lebron james Has agreed no, LeBron that. did not agree. No, on that. Uh, I have. I, I, I've, I've read a lot of uh, uh, writers uh, back, back, back up, back up that LeBron did say yes regarding this. He, he, he did say he, 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 he didn't uh, like fight for his concerns uh, with regards to that hard enough. But of course. The, another factor would be the money that they will lose if they don't start. Yeah, that's the, the thing so too. I I don't yeah. think uh, LeBron can can you know save face uh, with regards to his concerns <laughs> that he he voiced out recently because I mean when they were uh, discussing the start to be like at the at the start of December last year. Um, he already uh, said on interviews that he might miss, you know, sit out some games, like on the uh, the shop. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, anyway, he was joking. Uh, <laughs> but of course, he had he I had mean, the power to do that anyway because he's a champion yeah, that season. So anyway, uh, let's wrap this up. Um, we would like to thank all the listeners um, staying with us right now up to this hour. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed our pod and uh, hopefully you tune with us again, uh, again soon on our next episode. So thank you again and have a nice day.